This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hello and welcome to the Publicly Challenged Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Oswald, and I hope you join me on my quest for knowledge to become a better public land hunter, angler, and forager. Stick with this and who knows, maybe we will learn something together. All right, real quick before we get started on the show, I'm just going to talk about Treeline Academy. You've heard me say it. I can't even tell you how many times. Um, Mark Livesey is treelineacademy.net. That's treelineacademy.net. Sign up. Use the promo code PC2020. Save yourself 20 bucks. Can't say it enough. It's awesome. Amazing. Most comprehensive e-scouting course out there. Check it out for yourself. Sign up. Use promo code PC2020. Also, check out Basemap. I've been using it. I used it all hunting season. I got to say, it's way more affordable than a lot of other apps, and you get all 50 states with it. So check it out, sign up, use the promo code PC25 at checkout, save yourself 25% off of your purchase. Um, You can only use it online, so don't try and use it on the app. You won't get the discount. But I got to say, it's got a ton of cool features. Their smart markers are awesome for a guy that doesn't keep a journal like myself. It's pretty cool because I could see, you know, what the weather was, everything. As long as I got somewhat of a cell phone uh, service, it'll pick up all that kind of stuff and give me a bunch of data that I normally wouldn't record. And it's really neat to go back and find that stuff. You know, I drop a pin, say I sighted a buck. And if I keep dropping pins every time I see that buck, I can kind of compare and see what the weather conditions and everything were that maybe can give me some clues on how I found that buck. So check out base map for yourself sign up and uh let's get to the show all right so i'm sitting here and i am talking to guy duplanchet there it is and third time <laughs> <to Charlie>. <laughs> <laughs> so guy why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit and we'll kind of roll into this thing all right um guy duplanchet uh just uh, i always say i'm just an average dude man um you know host of western contours podcast hunter father husband um just a blue collar dude man just chasing my passions and having fun and just you know just trying to enjoy every moment man that's it yeah some might say you have the podcasting voice of an angel but... that's yeah i get that a lot i got the i, I have the uh voice or the what do they say what is it the face for podcasting as well <laughs> i'm not gonna go there i'm not gonna i'm not gonna take the bait on that one i appreciate that man. <laughs> there's a lot of people that don't mind they run yeah. with it but that's all right so guy uh the reason i w- wanted to have you on and we kind of talked a little bit about this before the podcast but it was uh just kind of the the future of hunting um 
the direction of just politics and the way they're influencing hunting and uh, just kind of your thoughts on where it's going and stuff. So I kind of want to start out with the whole California, the, the start out, they started out initially with their trapping ban. And then from there they moved to bear hunting, right? Well, so we started out uh, early nineties with uh, mountain lions. So they banned mountain lion hunting uh, and then they went into trapping. Then they bobbed or banned bobcat hunting. Um, they went after pigs. I want to say that was 2018, maybe early 2019, where they they came in with this sly bill under the guise of, hey, hunters, we're going to give you a permit, uh, a discounted permit. You could hunt as many pigs as you want. Uh, Charles Whitwam uh, at Shadow Trekkers Adventures actually just did a, a podcast with him. Um, he got a call from a reporter saying that, you know, do, hey, we want to talk about this bill that's out uh, with pig hunting. And um, the reporter basically gave him the background, like, hey, this is a Humane Society sponsored thing. Um, uh, so in a nutshell, the bill wasn't to help hunters or give you a uh, – special rate on a pig tag it was to basically ban any type of enclosed hunting <clears throat> high fence uh three strand barbed wire white picket fence it didn't matter if there was any type of enclosure around land you couldn't hunt on it um and then uh, you know they came after our uh bear opportunity uh this year with sb 252 um which was thwarted right away. I mean, the, the, the shock and awe of the Blitzkrieg uh, petition signing was just phenomenal, man. It was an eye-opener, I think, for a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people, you know, our, our air quote conservation groups. Uh, and then I, I don't mean that as any jab at them. Um, it was unbelievable. 27, 28,000 signatures in like three or four days. Uh, the bill was pulled by its, uh, by its sponsor. Um, I mean, it doesn't mean that that bill is not going to be reintroduced down the road, but it was phenomenal to see it. The effort across the board. I mean, you're talking crossing state lines. Uh, I've never seen that amount of support come in so fast, especially to us here in California, right? We're kind of we're kind of the sleeper state, if you will, in terms of Western hunting, uh, yeah. you know, our politics, unfortunately, our politics have, have put a stigma on the entire state. Um, and, and a lot of it is for good cause, but it is a great Western hunting opportunity state. Um, but it was phenomenal, man, to see, you know, folks up in Idaho were podcasting at Jim Huntsman. He's podcasting about, you know, about the bear ban and just the effort that came across. Uh, from everyone. I mean, Charles was on the phone or, or DM and Jim Shockey. Um, it was just phenomenal to see everyone come together like that. But again, like I said, it was an eye opener to how we need to fight this stuff, how we need to go against these. I don't want to say antis, right? Cause that's kind of a, a, a weird realm that the animal rights groups that are pushing all this stuff, right? They are anti hunting. Um, but it was just, it, it's like, the new path forward. And if it's not the new path forward, then we're doing something absolutely 110% wrong. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, how off, how long do you think it'll be before they try and slide it into some other type of bill or something like that? I mean, isn't that kind of, it seems like the politics, the direction it goes, if they can't get it passed by throwing, you know, a hundred things at the wall and seeing if one sticks, they'll just bury it in something else. And I've noticed that, with a lot of other things too. I mean, if you look at Utah right now, they're wanting to ban trail cameras and baiting. And I don't know, maybe I can understand the baiting if they had like a really large chronic waste disease problem or something like that to where, to where it made sense. But from my understanding, it isn't, it's, it's more of a fair chase. They're calling it to where it's, you know, under the guise of, or whatever right. fair chase. Right. You know, I, you know, the hard part about that is, is who's sponsoring the bill. Are they, looking at the science, are they looking at the data behind this stuff as they're writing these bills up? If that's what they're doing, then I, it, it's going to sound horrible to some <laughs> folks, but if they're looking at the science and the data 
and and us as a demographic as hunters if that's what we're yelling then we need to support that yes. right if, if we can look at it and say hey there's just cause for this then absolutely let's take the measures uh but like we had said earlier it's a for most of this stuff it's a death by a thousand cuts yep. right let's let's take away bits and pieces bits and pieces and it's always like a method of take right they go after trapping and that what they would consider uh, the most inhumane ways to you know in that instance capture an animal um bow hunting they went after bow hunting in the 90s here in in california um because it's the you know the method of take thing so that's to me that's all it's about it's about stopping the opportunity stopping our ability to go chase these animals in any way shape or form if they can hinder that enough our numbers are going to decline and when those numbers decline you don't have the, the financial support the revenue for these you know fish and game agencies wildlife departments uh so we start losing opportunity and i think that's where a lot of it is these folks have been at it since the mid 70s um they're very, very educated and they learn and learn and learn and they just they're relentless. They're absolutely relentless in their pursuit um, to take away our passion. So I'm kind of new to the whole Western hunting thing, you know, um, don't really have a whole lot of points, haven't been applying to a lot of different places. But the way things are turning out, I mean, like if you look at Idaho, you're starting to see that that game has changed and it's either you're going to have to have points or, I mean, even the over counter of the process, a lot of people didn't get their tag they wanted. You can't buy it over the counter anymore. And then you look at states like Montana and then they're trying to take 60% of the non-resident tags and give them to outfitters. I mean, it just seems like opportunities are dwindling and dwindling away. Like, I mean, did you ever think within like your career of, of, applying and doing all these different draws and stuff over the years that you'd ever, I mean, truly see anything like this or. No, our, you know, I, I think a lot of us are, are kind of taken back uh, by this blitzkrieg. Right. And I was saying that to someone a couple of weeks ago is, is I never imagined that I would be fighting the front lines, if you will, of, of my opportunity. I always thought that that was going to be for the future generations of hunting, right? My kids, their kids, um, the, you know, I don't know if you know who Diego Otero is, main BM addiction, those guys, that's the ones that, that I thought I would be fighting for, not my own opportunity. And that's why I was saying that this last attempt with this bear ban was such a wake up call. Um, and it's not just the bear ban. I mean, New Mexico, like you said, Montana, uh, Utah, Arizona, I mean, the, it's just crazy, man. The the influx of stuff, and I think that that that's part that's part of their game, right? This new administration is in. They think they're going to have this this backing, um, and let's just go for it and see what flies, see what sticks, see what kind of support we can get, or see who's not looking, and they know our complacency, right? As <laughs> as a demographic, and I, I'm not scared to say it. If I piss somebody off, oh well, we. We holler about what we love so, so much. But as a demographic, we do piss all to really stand up and fight for it, right? Because we'll sit back and because you, you know, hunt trad or you are a muzzleloader hunter and I'm a long range hunter, I won't support that. And as they, even with the trappers, right? You look, a lot yeah. of hunters don't support trappers. And then I learned a week or two ago talking to somebody that, you know, bird hunters that run dogs don't really want to support trappers because it's a danger to their dogs. And the problem is, is our complacency and our arrogance for our tribalism, right? That tribe we feel like we're in the Sitka tribe or the Kuyu tribe or whatever the hell it is. That's what's going to kill us, right? We're our own worst enemy when it comes to that. Uh, and that's why this push that Charles started is so important. Uh, when you look at you know, the, the conservation groups, right. And we had a zoom call with some of them and they were like, this is phenomenal. Like you sidestepped everything, got all this support and just blew us out of the water because we were playing the long game. So they were waiting on this bill to pass. And if that bill passed, they were just going to go sue about the bill. Well, <laughs> I, I, yeah. to look at, uh, 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 you know, like PETA, for example, right. 150 million to $200 million a year. Yes. They have, 
bills to pay. Uh, but that's their game. Their game is politics. We, we're not in that game. We don't have folks at that capital like that, you know, with, with all that support. Um, you got the Cheering brothers. Uh, yeah, I won't even go there right now. That's another crazy one, right? These guys are in the hunting industry. They're buying up pieces of the hunting industry. And if you look at what they're supporting, you go to, I mean, they're spending hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars a year that now we're paying for and going and supporting these causes, if you will, or these people that are against our demographic, our way of life and what we're doing. We got to open, man, I, I excuse my language for your listeners. <laughs> Go we got to wake the fuck up as a demographic and stop being complacent and arrogant as we're not going to lose this. Right now, we're we're swinging for the fences and so are they. And, and they're way smarter than we are. They got way more money than we do. So it's time to wake up. I mean, it's that's kind of a tough one, like you said, though. I mean, because we are so divided, or you just they people tend to get in their own little their comfort zone, their world, and that's all they see or know. And I mean, that even ties into like the whole Second Amendment as well. I, I find it so many times, you know, people a lot of people call them the fuds or whatever, where they're duck hunters, and there might be something that's proposed that bans certain semi-automatic weapons or or semi-automatic uh, firearms. I won't even say weapons because obviously it's a tool. It's how you choose to use that tool. But you find these people that are like, oh, well, that doesn't affect me. It doesn't matter. That'll never pass. But the problem is, is like we said earlier, it's a death by a thousand cuts. You're going to throw something at the wall, see if it sticks. And if just one piece of that or somebody, their supporter backing for one part of a bill, they're going to change it. They're going to amend it. And next thing you know, certain firearms and it could be semi-automatic anything or magazines or like the current proposal which you never thought you'd see something like that come out of texas the senate bill 127 which is mm -hmm. insanity i mean first of all anybody that's ever visited any type of doctor that um, it has a, a psychiatric background um they tend to be kind of biased towards hunters and outdoorsmen and fire owners in general not all of them i'm not going to put them in a box but there's quite a few of them that have been radicalized by certain institutions that just makes it to where it's i mean it's it's biased from the start and you have to pay this person to get a background check just to purchase a firearm when they've automatically got a bias against you it's just yeah it's insanity and it, where, where do we go from there? I mean, what's your thoughts on that? Like, <laughs> I, again, I mean, it goes right back. That goes right back to what I was saying. Right. And you're talking about, you know, not supporting the FUDs. Right. Um, and, and you hear that the FUDs, Easties, Westies, all that. Wake the F up. I'm going to say right. it again. Right. A death by a thousand cuts. We're going to take everything away. If they if they can get something here or if they can get something in Pennsylvania, if they can get something in Virginia, if they can get something in Maryland, they have precedence, right? They set precedence in another state. They're going to take that to some uneducated, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean it in terms of wildlife management, in terms of hunting, some uneducated, you know, assemblyman or senator that has no idea, right? And they're going to present that and say, look at the precedence we have here and, and look at the good we're doing and they're trophy. What do we hear? Trophy hunting, right? People don't understand that folks are eating bear. People don't know. California, you go on a hike here and you're looking at a deer and people are standing there staring at you like, why are you just staring at that mountain? They don't even realize yeah. that they're walking by deer. They don't even realize that there's mountain lion tracks next to where they're walking. And it was probably there an hour or two before them. So you have, you have this influx of just naivety that we're fighting against, but we want to sit here and go ban back and forth with each other and banter over BS and we're losing opportunity. And, and if you think that at this point, right. And, and this is why California, the, the bear thing was such a shock to me. If you think that what happens in California doesn't affect you and you live in Utah, or if you live in Pennsylvania or you live in Georgia and, and what's going on in Texas doesn't affect you, you're sadly mistaken. Um, they're coming and they're going to do it state by state and they're going to set precedents and they're going to get the bans and every state they do it, they're going to use it as precedents to go to the next state, to the next naive person that has no idea that yeah. the battle, 
our first battle, in my opinion, is is with ourselves. How do we step up and come together and and value our lifestyle and make that more important than tribalism or more important than I hunt trad or I use mechanical and you use a fixed? That's that's our biggest battle right there. Because if we can get past that, then then we can stand do the 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 petition. 28,000 signatures, three days, $18,500, three days. If folks come together across the nation like that and take this seriously, crossing state lines, then we have a fighting chance. We have an absolute fighting chance. Yeah, I think think it's kind of a good segue here into the next part I kind of want to talk about is the whole changing the narrative thing. Um, (laughs) Here comes the language. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, there's such, especially when you've got, and I'm just going to say asshats because there's a lot of them out there that are truly just moronic, the things they do, the way they portray themselves. I mean, prime example is, and and I hate to say it, and I, I, I don't think it's anybody local, but like one of my favorite fishing spots that I go to, I'm constantly picking up trash there. You know, and, and it, I, I honestly believe it's people coming down that go stop at the store. They buy the stuff on the way down, think they're going somewhere that's just a great place and they don't treat it like it's their own though. They treat it like it's somebody else's. They leave it there. It bugs me every time I'm picking up garbage and just throwing it out. But it's like between that and taking pictures with a duck hanging out of your mouth or, I mean, just yeah. the disrespectful stuff that these anti hunters see. Mm-hmm. And then they're going, well, look at these people. They're savages. They're savages. Why Why do we want to support that? And, <laughs> I mean, it just drives me nuts, but I know you've got your thoughts on that, too. Oh, so. man. <laughs> I Okay, so where do I start with that one? Okay, so I'll, I'm going to try and keep my thought path as clear as possible. I'm scatterbrained as hell when I get excited. So with the trash thing that drives me nuts, dude, if I see a little tear of one of those little first aid kit aspirins as I'm on a trail, um, drives me nuts. I mean, stepped over a log two years ago in Colorado on an elk hunt. And that's one of the memories is looking down and seeing that little paper aspirin thing being pissed. Cause I didn't see hikers. I didn't see mountain bikers, but I saw hunters. Right. And, and like you said, the ass hats, uh, yeah, it's an aspirin thing. It's paper. If you're going to do that, you're going to leave a beer can. You're going to leave a water bottle, right? That, that stuff all affects us. I will say because of COVID, the amount of trash that I've seen locally, uh, because everything else was closed except the National Forest, uh, has been, whew, I mean, I, I lost a word, like ridiculous. I yeah. mean, ridiculous. And the worst part is there'll be a, a, a bear safe five yarder there, right? And all they got to do is put it in 10 feet away, man. You got diapers and McDonald's and, and it's just, it's horrible, right? I'm not going to associate every piece of trash with a hunter. Uh, I like to think that we're better than that at this point, but I do agree that there are those, those asshats. There's plenty of them um, (laughs) that, that don't, they don't care enough about it, but that's the folks that we got to reach in our demographic. That's the folks that we have to make them understand. And I was, and and to a point I was the same way, right? I want to post what I want to post. If you don't like it, don't look, but social media has, come so far beyond that right where this exposure is to all these people um yeah we're choosing to be there they're choosing to be there they can you know choose to stay away from it but that's not their game and we post something that is off-putting to them um they're going to use that they're going to use that for fuel for their fire and look at this you know he's smiling ear to ear uh dude so i had amy hall doing guest episodes Mm -hmm. right my women episodes a year or so ago and somebody got on and and attacked her and i forget what it was it was pretty mild thing i don't remember anywho so i go to this guy's thing i'm working and i'm like okay i'll I'll tell amy i'll deal with this later right let me respond to him um you can if you want but let me let me get this guy so i go on this guy's page dude he this guy is behind a pig okay he's behind a pig And that's all I'm going to say. Just imagine the rest behind a a pig. (laughs) And and you see something like that and you're like, what the hell? This is not this is not a representation of what I love. This is some outshoot. 
a-hole, right? And then like, you know, the duck's hanging out of the mouth and ah, man, we, if we do not wake up, we are going to kill ourselves again. We are our own worst enemy, our arrogance to things like that, right? It doesn't matter. It does matter. We are out flipping numbered. Um, Everything we do now, it matters. If you want to take a picture of you mocking, humping a pig, (laughs) show that to your hillbilly redneck, whatever boys you got, and keep that in front of the the liquor barn, right? Don't put that out there as a representation for all of us. Um, It does, it's a detriment to all of us. That's going to overshadow a hundred thousand pictures of someone being respectful for the animal that they are that they care for right yep. i mean that's a weird thing for those people to hear and they don't understand it they don't try and understand it when you got some dude humping the back of a freaking pig yep. it's like you know what i mean it, it doesn't make sense it's like what, what are we do, what are we doing like dude what are you yeah. doing you know <laughs> um and it's Honestly, I think it's getting to the point where we really like I've been doing it. If if I have a if I have a grip and grin, um, you know, if there's blood, I'm going to try and you know, I'll put dirt on the blood. Try and if I can't do that, then I'll Photoshop the blood out um, because it's important for me. One, to represent our demographic in the best light that I can, not for our demographic or not to our demographic, but to the people that are outside of our demographic that don't understand what we do. We're so far removed from nature, period, right? As as a society, that we have to do things that that make them a little bit comfortable, right? They don't like to see Bambi or, you know, this this bear over here lay dead on the ground. Every deer you shoot is Bambi. You know what I mean? They don't realize that Bambi's yeah. dad was this big giant, you know, <laughs> six pointer. So I man, it's just I don't know. If we don't, if we don't change our behavior, we're going to lose this. Yeah. You know, and that, that goes from the, the social media postings, um, just to how we respond to people, the conversation that's, you know, that we have when it comes to talking about hunting, you know, we, we talk about filling the freezer, right. And, and people want to leave it at that. Well, I, I eat it all. Okay. But that's not enough. Let's talk about sustainable wildlife numbers. Let's talk about filling the freezer, but you also have to let people understand that you're not just going to kill to eat. You're going to kill to manage, to sustain, to have biodiversity in, in everything, not just deer, but bear and mountain lion and bobcat, elk, whatever it is across the board. We need to have a conversation that presents the entire argument. And it's a little bit of a long winded conversation. Uh, and I think that's where a lot of us get trapped up. But the the field to plate deal that we always want to throw out and just leave it at that. And if you don't like it, then piss off. <laughs> it's not good enough anymore. It's not good enough. Yeah. It's speaking of all the trolling and everything. So I don't know if you remember if you saw, but I posted a picture of one of my deer I took this year. And I didn't. I took my own personal grip and grin, but I never shared it. I never, never once this year did I share a grip and grin or anything like that. I tried to keep it somewhat artistic, somewhat just, you know, to where it wasn't offensive to anybody. Same thing because of the whole trying to just make it to where it's okay to everybody without, you know, I mean, you see things where it's a person that is a grip and a grin and it gets censored or you show a bloody arrow and it gets censored on, on social media, you know, due to offensive content or whatever. So I tried to portray it in like a positive light and I wrote a little blurb underneath it and um, basically said, you know, I'm not showing a grip and grin, but people never truly understand the work put into this. You know, the hours that I spent, you know, at the beginning of the season all the way through in order to make this one magical moment happen. And it, I felt like it cleansed my soul and, (laughs) and, um, it was almost all positive feedback. It was probably the most likes I'd ever gotten on a photo. Uh, I mean, just, you know, a lot of support and response. And then you had like five people that totally just couldn't stand it. Hated mm-hmm. the fact that I was on, on their post and that, oh, it cleanses your soul. How does it cleanse your soul? What are you talking about? You're just a killer. All these different things, right? And 
so I responded positively to every single person that made a comment, which I know you probably shouldn't even give them the time of day, but I really wanted to. And I never looked at their profile or anything. I didn't care. I wanted to portray it in a positive light. But my wife, on the other hand, was like, oh, my God, how can these people, how can they say these things? They're so. So then she starts looking at them. She's like, oh, this lady's, you know, a cat lady. They're all European. Yeah. like They're heroes. No, these ones are. We were actually here in the United States and they. uh, Oh, yeah. Actually, every single one of them. And I I, I see a lot of the euros, man. It's crazy. But so like. And and I responded to him, and then I think even um, I'm trying to think, it was uh, Sam Soholt even like com- or DM me on the side or commented on my thing because I asked the lady. I said, well, you know, if you feel that way or you want to talk about it, I said I'd be more than happy to sit down and have a conversation with you and maybe try and change your perspective or at least let you understand my perspective. And she never, ever said a single thing after that. But there was other trolls that jumped on it, you know, but, but never would she even want to hear it. And and I was willing, I told her, I said, look, I have a podcast. That's what this is. You can come on and we can have a conversation, actual conversation and, and, and no response. They didn't even want to hear anything. And it, it, it boggles, you know, my mind that, that, you know, they, they want to have things and it's just one way though. It's not even, mm-hmm. it's not even like, Hey, let's sit down and have a conversation anymore. Everybody is so divided that I think like you were saying, I mean, somehow we need to figure out a way to where we can all come together. So we actually have a voice and then try and figure out how to actually sit down and talk. But I mean, there's just polarization everywhere these days. That oh, it's, yeah, it's, buddy. <laughs> I mean, it goes far beyond political beliefs even though a lot of that ties into, you know, people's personal beliefs as well. But I mean, I don't even know. Where, it's the, where... it's the constant feed, right? So, I mean, you know, you saw it with, with all this COVID mess and, and the, uh, with Trump, you know, and this Biden stuff and you're, you're, you're fed so much all the time, right? Uh, you're going to be, you're going to be swayed whatever side you're leaning to at some point, you're just going to fall over because it's just a constant feed, man. There, there's no way to get away from it. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know how you battle that. Right. How do you, for me, you know, with last year, it was like, turn off the dang news. Um, <laughs> and I think that's a lot of it is people still believe that, you know, like, you know, I hate saying it, but mainstream media, they still think that that's journalism, real journalism. It is nowhere near mainstream media. No, that that it is gone. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> exist. So you, you know these, like you said, everybody's so polarized, and it's the constant feed, the constant feed, constant feed. You can't help but to think that that's right. That's all you hear, you know. And it's and you really have to buck down and say, okay, I need to look at both sides of this coin, and and you know, do my own research. And and we're not. We don't do that anymore. No, it's the weirdest thing. And it's like, when, when did, when did Lucas's opinion begin to offend me so bad that I don't even want to look at the guy anymore. Right. What happened to mutual respect, uh, uh, you know, agree to disagree type stuff. Right. Where, where the <laughs> hell did that go? Where it did doesn't... that go? You know what <laughs> I mean? It's like, what in the world have we come to as, as a society when you can't respect someone else's opinion, even if you don't, I don't care if you disagree with it, 99.9, 110%, that's their opinion. It's their right. It's their life. Why is that a problem? Like with the antis, go be an anti hunter. I'll respect that. I won't complain about it. You go support whatever you want to support, but I just expect the same in return. Right. That's that's all I ask is the same in return. If you want to be able to talk, I want to be able to talk and we should both be able to listen and respect either side of it. Agree or not. Right. Right. Wrong or indifferent on certain areas. I don't know where it's gone man. is. <laughs> I'll tell is, you one thing I've done, oof. though, guy. I have actually taken social media off of my phone. That's good I don't, on you. I don't have it anymore. I keep it. Well, I still have it. Obviously I have it. And actually I kind of weighed the decision at one point 
to just get rid of it entirely. But with the podcast, it doesn't make too much sense to do that. But I just Mm -hmm. almost wanted to distance myself from it. But so what I did is I bought a tablet and I keep it on the tablet. So (laughs) obviously my screen time has gone down drastically. I'm more present at home. I feel like with my kids and my family and now I have to actually physically turn on a tablet, go on the social media and it's either once or twice a day in the morning or in the evening. And that's about it. After that, I, I almost purge it out of my head just to, uh, you know, try and try and get through the day to day without having to be bombarded by all the different stuff going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's like they had the, what was that? Uh, parlor. The, the yeah. new I was app, sad. Right? It's back. I will tell you it's back. And uh, <laughs> so they had, well, here's the thing. So I, so a parlor came out and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, let me see. You know, it might be, might be better. It's going to be unbiased. I got on parlor dude and I lasted for maybe three or four days. And it was, it was no better than Instagram. In my opinion, the only, the only difference was it was the right side of things instead of the left side of things. And here we are on the right side of things as we, you know, as we think. And and we're going to say that we're not sheep or, you know, these people only believe what they believe. Man, I got on that app, dude, <laughs> and I'm and I'm fairly <laughs> conservative, right? I'm in California. I'm fairly freaking conservative, dude. I got on that app and I'm like, this, this is no better than the crap I was seeing over there. I just started unfollowing fuckers on Instagram that I was seeing the stuff I didn't want to see. So I don't really post anything political or anything. I mean, I have a parlor. I don't follow anybody that is political, um, especially like on, on Instagram or anything like that. I don't want that to be a representation of my hunting. I don't want it to be a representation of the industry. And I don't want it to be a representation of the podcast. I just feel that too many people, and I mean, I'm not knocking anybody if they have you know political beliefs because I obviously everybody does, right? Mm-hmm. It, whether it's based upon their values or something they've been told, whatever it is, they've got political values that follow. And even these days, I don't even know where my political values lie anymore because it seems either side what they want to do is fight. But that's a different story for a different time. But I, I just. Um, I, I can't, I can't do it anymore to, to I don't blame watch you. that stuff, you know? Um, yep. and, and if I can understand if it's something that, um, is like a firearms bill or something that's hunting or something like that, I'll, I'll more than happy post about that. Cause I want to, you know, preserve what little shred of what we used to have, you know, I, I want to keep it and I want to, I want to continue and try and, you know, guard, guard the gate. So, so you know, that other people can continue to do the same thing that, that I truly love. And I want to see my children do the same. Um, but yeah, I definitely don't, I don't, I just don't post that stuff anymore and I don't follow it. So I will say I do have a parlor still. It's back on for anybody that's listening and, um, give me a follow on there. (laughs) (laughs) Shameless. and, and, And I'm the same way, man. Like, you know, your, your views are your views. You know, if that's your, your political view. And if you want to scream and shout about it, I, I just can't, I couldn't take it, man. And and I'm to a point in my life where like anything negative, I just lop it off. I don't need it, man. We, we go through enough stuff uh, on a day to day, right? We got to go to work. We have stress from that. You got to make this drive. You know, you got life issues. I don't need somebody else's, you know, call it propaganda for the lack of a better word. At the end of the day, do the politicians even give a flying rat's ass about us? I mean, <laughs> I they, so. you know what I mean? You I really don't. On either side <laughs> now and say that they really give a crap, right? But I can care about you and I can care about the, the guy that lives next door to me and I can care about the person that lives down the street and I can be the best person I can be for the people that I'm around, right? And And that's where I'm at. It's like, you know, here's your politics. Folks can't see that when I'm trying to watch Those my middle mouth. fingers, but, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, but that's where we should be at. Right. Is, is how, how are we treating each other? And man, with that, with that outlook on things, you, you just feel better. 
you just feel better when you start cutting that stuff out and you start worrying about your treatment of other people. The rest of this stuff doesn't matter, man. Screw the politics. If you're a good person, you're a good person. I don't have to agree with your views, but I'm going to treat you the best way I can. And if you crap on that, then I, I learned my lesson and I move on. I just lop it off. Yep. Um, man, life's so much easier that way. <laughs> <laughs> no. So much easier, man. I truly agree. I mean, I find it funny. Uh, you know, people people just don't have the decency anymore. They don't they don't have compassion. They don't have and and I don't know, you know, maybe somehow it's been beaten out of them by just getting scammed or hustled or or whatever it may be, but I'm still the kind of guy that if I see anybody, man, woman, whoever on the side of the road, I stop, ask them if they need any help. In fact, the other morning, we've been getting a lot of snow here. I stopped on the way to work, and there was even an officer there. And I said, you got a record for them, or do they need a pull? I was going to pull them out. It's just you don't see that enough anymore. And I think, you, like my, my buddy Johnny Mac says, you can't outgive good and just keep giving till it hurts. And you can, you know, hopefully you change somebody enough to where they want to make a difference too. Yeah, I mean, if you can affect – one at a time, dude, right? And get somebody to think um, and pay that forward at some point. You, you, you've done something. The problem is, is the influx of BS and everybody's so self-focused, right? And, and rightfully so. Life is what it is. It's expensive to live in certain places. Uh, work is demanding. Family is demanding. There's a separation of family. That stresses people out, right? You don't, you know, how many folks sit down and have dinner with the wife and the kids, you know, on a nightly basis and pray together and things like that still. Um, so I get it, but we, we really got to do some, some introspective looks on, on what all this means across the board. And that's one of the reasons that I love the hunting demographic so much, right? Some of the best people that you'll ever meet are hunters. And I think part of that is that connection to nature, that, that humbling that nature brings, right? The, the belittling of yourself through the mountain and through chasing that animal um, that you never lay down, right? I, I think that the values that come out of that, the values that come out of the circle of life is, you know, getting your hands bloody. It gives you a respect for life. And I think people don't think about that. It, it's the influx of, I got to have, I got to buy, I got to work this to have this much money. Um, I, we've, we've just... Not even just in hunting, dude. I think just yeah. across the board, we've just lost sight of the stuff that's really important, right? And that's being a freaking good human being. Um, it's, man, we're chasing that. And <laughs> that torch is going out. And it, it seems like it's going out faster than ever. Faith and family. I mean, that's that's truly what, I mean, if actually, if you want, I mean, the basis of this country was founded upon those, those mores, you know, of society mm -hmm. and values. And... There has been an erosion. There has been a decline of that. And I, I do think that's drastically affected people and the way they act, the way, um, you know, mass consumerism. And I mean, oh, gosh, Jesus. even the hunting industry is, you know, privy to that. And, and especially um, I've had a few conversations about social media. And I mean, if you're not like like us doing a podcast or whatever, you're probably trying to plug a product and people are eating it up. You know, I mean, it's just crazy how things are going in the direction. And it seems like it's going more towards mass consumerism than, than even before. And I mean, it's kind mm -hmm. of a direction people just need to connect. I do feel though, within the hunting industry that gosh, I've made, you know, a lot of great friends now, whether or not COVID prevents me from ever going and, and uh, going to a hunt expo and like sitting down at a table with you or whoever, you know, I mean, I hope that's not the case. And one day, you know, I can, I can actually shake hands with all the people that I've talked to and see them or whatever, but social media, man, I mean, it's done good things too. It's made connections. Oh, yeah. You and I have kind of uh, talked quite a bit before and yeah. you know, it's kind of crazy how all that works, but you almost need to have like a bullshit filter. <laughs> Dude, you have to, you know? absolutely have to. If, dude, if you're, that's the thing, right? If you're, if you're not weighing that stuff and you're worried about, you know, 5,000 versus 10,000, then you can't, you're just going to take whatever comes, right? But if you're weighing that a little bit and you're using your good judgment and you're looking at how someone's representing something that you say you love, uh, how they represent themselves, um, 
you don't have to agree with them again, but you don't have to flood yourself with the BS, put some value on it. Like you said, right? Have some values, hold yourself to a standard, hold the people around you to a standard. We're all going to rise up a little bit. You know, it just, Holy, yeah. we could do, we could go on about this for hours and hours. <laughs> I'm in California, bro. So I look around me and I'm, I'm moving a lot for work. Right. So I manage a, a, a quite a few jobs in the LA basin area and I'm looking around constantly. If I do 75 to 150 miles in a day, just in LA, right. I've, that's a work day for me. And, uh, I look around and shock and awe. <laughs> absolute shock and awe. I've been here my entire life. And I think in the last, I'm going to call it last four years, last five years, it, it's just, man, oh man, it has just, they've been hitting it out of the park with the, with the horse shit. <laughs> They're, they are hitting every, every curveball, every hundred mile an hour fastball coming to sliders. It don't matter, man. They're knocking it out of the park. And when you see them, you're just, it's unbelievable. Some of the stuff, man, I, I, we've just lost sight. So uh, <laughs> let's, let's switch it up to a positive note. I want to ask you how, how did Californians react when the capacity ban was lifted by the Supreme court? Cause in my mind, cause this was kind of, you know, before the ammo shortages, the, the people paying double for firearms just because, um, and how did they react to that? I mean, were they going nuts? Everybody just buying everything off the shelves or was there a big oh, flooding? <laughs> that, what's ammo? What is that? I don't even remember what it is, dude. You you can't. I don't think I've bought ammo probably in a good year. Thank goodness I didn't have to. Right. Um, but, what, you know, what's funny with all that, and yes, they were buying everything. Like you go into a gun store. And dude, there would be, you were lucky to see two side-by-side shotguns. Um, but the funny part about it was these are people who were anti-2A. Oh, no, what do you need a gun for? What do you need a yeah. gun for? You don't need a gun. What do you mean? What do you mean? You know, and it's like, well, I had uh, one of my foremen, and I had this conversation with him for like three years. I kid you not. And I'm like, man, you, you know, this firearm, we talk hunting. I even took him, a buddy of mine had arrowed a, a buck. And I called him up and I said, hey, why don't you go with me and just show you part of it, right? He's like, oh, man, that's pretty cool. You know, give him venison and whatnot. Anywho, um, when all this stuff hit and the riots and all that were going, uh, which, hey, boss, uh," I'm like, hey, what's going on, man? He goes, hey, I've been in line uh, at Turner's for three hours. I'm about to make it through the door. What should I get? I go, honestly, at this point, whatever you can, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) He, He called me when he got in and he was like, they have one shotgun. And I said, well, there you go. Buy it. Just, you know, buy the shotgun. If you're worried about home protection, can't, you know, you're not going to get any better, but yeah, it was crazy to see it, man. Crazy (laughs) to see it. No, but I mean, was everybody excited? I think maybe you missed what I said, but was was everybody dancing in the streets when, when the capacity ban got lifted for the state of California? Oh no, because it went, it went right back into Supreme court. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So they they challenged it. Oh yeah. It's been stuck for what has that been? Shit. That's been over a year now. It's been stuck. Yeah. That was, uh, I think that was going into 2020. It was that August, I think. So maybe that was 2019, but yeah, it never, no, it oh, never man. Cause here I was thinking that you guys actually got it. And when I was looking at like mags before there was the mass buying for like the election slash, you know, pandemic, all that stuff. I was looking and I was like, oh man, there's not a whole lot of mags available. Oh, California must be buying them all. No, up, you know? no, dude, that, that, you know what? And I have to look and see where that's at, but yeah, that, uh, that hit and it went, they, they took that right to court. They, uh, they sued on that immediately. Um, which was phenomenal to me cause they are, they are lightning fast. <laughs> so yeah, that's still sitting. I'll have to follow up, but I believe it's still sitting. Nothing's changed. Well, now I feel so, bad for you. I'm sorry, guy. I, was uh, <laughs> I, you know what? I when when I started rifle hunting, uh, I I still have it. My Thompson Center, my Encore. 
And that's a single shot, man. So I learned that uh, if you can't get it done with one shot, you probably shouldn't be shooting it anyway. <laughs> right. So it's a lot of time behind that, <laughs> behind that weapon of choice, man. So I don't need many. <laughs> don't say that. We all do. Whether, whether we want it or not, we all do. So, <laughs> but no, yeah, it's no. been, <laughs> it's been good talking to you, man. Um, Shoot, I don't want to, I don't want to keep you all night, but can you tell people before we go, where they can find you, find your podcast, all that good stuff. Absolutely, man. Um, Western Contours podcast, just about every single platform you can stream podcast on. Uh, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Podbean, Apple, Google, blah, 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 blah. Uh, get on westerncontours.com. Get stream there. Um, I got a little stuff. I don't really keep up the website like I should. Um, but it's there. Check it out. Uh, hit me up on Instagram at Western Contours. Uh, and then I have my what I call my personal page, but I post more on Western Contours and it's guy underscore Western Contours. Nice. Thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. No, I appreciate it, man. I'm honored uh, when I'm asked, but yeah, it's been, uh, been a long time uh, coming. So we'll have to do it on my side. And then, uh, yeah, because I want to be able to share that logo on my side of it. You got, the, <laughs> got one of the best logos in the game, dude. I always tell you that. I'm a broken record, with it, but that thing is, that thing is, uh, that's a sick logo. I love I it. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Yeah, All right. You have a good night. You too, brother. Thank Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Publicly Challenged podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, please subscribe on whatever platform it is you're listening to. Also, if you could leave a review, that would help us out. And you can check us out on Instagram or at publiclychallenge.com. And once again, thank you so much for listening to the show. the most legendary shows in the outdoors is on waypoint tv don't miss primo's truth about hunting wednesday nights at 7 p.m eastern on waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment oh that's awesome don't miss thursdays with saltwater experience brought to you by golden boat lifts every thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m eastern on waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment